You won't leave like you came today. Amen. Oh, man, I got everybody kind of quiet here today. Joe says every time that I say that, he's going to wake y'all up. Amen. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Matthew, chapter number 21. And then we'll be going over to the next book over, Mark, chapter number 11. The message that I have today is normally preached on Palm Sunday. It's not quite yet Palm Sunday. But the Lord has laid this text on my heart because I think we're in an a, 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 a area and a situation here in our church that what this um, scripture teaches needs to be brought forward to each person that is here in the church. We've got a lot of people in the church that needs deliverance. I'm going to say that again. we got a lot of people in our church that needs deliverance. I think some found out Friday night that um, there's a stronghold called the gall of bitterness, and we got into that. We began to talk about that and how things were, and, and, and we share with that. If you had not listened to that little teaching online, you might need to go and listen to that. The gall of bitterness is when you are so high on yourself, so anesthetized on yourself that you don't even know you're in bitterness. You don't feel the pain of your bitterness anymore. People can't even be convicted when they're in the gall of bitterness. And Lord has laid this on my heart, and I have been kind of uh, wrestling with it for a couple, three, four weeks because the, the avenue that the Lord wants me to go this morning, you don't hear a lot of preachers preach about it. In fact, if they preach on this scripture, they talk about the parade. They talk about the joyful and triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem in his final week of physical ministry here on this earth before the cross. And I want you to understand that there is something. A lot of times when we read the scripture, the apparent star of the story is not the apparent star. It's not the star. The one that you think is the star of the story sometimes is the co-star or a supporting actor. And although in this scripture we feel like that Jesus, as we look at this, that he is the, the star of this story, Although we look at it and we see that it seems like everybody's attention is on Jesus, he is not the star of the story. He's not even the co-star of the story. In fact, he's only in the story as a supporting role. And he's there because there is an underlying message that is spoken in this story to the church, and the church has missed it for so long. And I believe that God, what God is doing in 2022 is he's beginning to share a, 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 a new spirit of revelation to his leaders and carrying deeper into the scripture so that they can see sometimes the hidden things that the church actually needs right now. If there's anything that our church needs right now is deliverance. We need deliverance from ourselves. We need deliverance from things in this world. We need deliverance from sin. And although we are Christians, although we believe in Jesus, the church needs to be set free because without the church being set free, the world can't get set free. And we have got to get ourselves free. We got to get loosed up. We got to move in freedom. We have sang this morning already 30, 35 minutes and no one got free yet. It shouldn't be that way. You should be free the minute you walk in that door. 
You should be on cloud nine the minute that you get into the church and you get assembled with people that have like mind and like anointing and like spirit. Amen. You shouldn't be so reserved that it takes somebody throwing water on you to get you to move. We should be living a life completely 100% above sin. And God put this story in here, and it was so important that he put it in all four Gospels. Not a lot of what Jesus done on the earth is in all four of the Gospels, but this was so important and, so, and deemed so important that it was put into all four of the Gospels so that you can see the full story and you can get the understanding from it all. So today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 21, and we're going to also look at Mark chapter 11 very quickly here today. And I want to talk with you on a subject that you may not have ever seen in the Scripture, and I want you to open up your heart right now. So everyone say, my heart is alert. My eyes are alert. I will receive this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Matthew chapter number 21, starting in verse number 1, it said, and when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethphage and to the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, you shall say, the Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, the king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a colt, the foal of an ass. And the disciple went and did as Jesus commanded them. And they brought the ass and the colt and put on them their clothes, and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them. And as it goes further, it says he did that in the way. And the multitudes that went before them that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. I found these results. Y'all got to overlook me here just a minute. And the multitudes that went before that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth, of Galilee. I want you to flip right back through that. I want you to underline some scripture because in order for you to see what God is saying here, you need to understand the very key points of this because like I said, Jesus is not the star of this story. First off, I want you to see that Jesus told them that they were going to go and they were going to find an ass tied and a colt with her. Underline that. And right beside of it, circle in your Bible, loose them and bring them to me. Someone here this morning say, loose them and bring them to me. I want you to go down just a little bit further there, and I want you to also see there that they come in, and it says there was a great multitude, verse number 8, and, uh, and also I'll go to verse number 7. It says, and they brought the ass and the coat, and they put on them their clothes. Underline that. They put on the, the donkey their clothes. They took their clothes off, their coats off, 
and they put it on them. And in the next verse, I want you to also see that the people took off their clothes and laid things down in the way for Jesus. Amen? Amen. Then they began to praise him, shout and say, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And as he came into the city gate, I want you to underline that in there. It says, all the city was moved. All the city was moved. And they were moved because they were curious. They wanted to know who it was. And God wants us to get to the point to where every city that we abide, every city that we're ministering in is moved by what God does in and through and by you. And in order to do that, we've got to understand this scripture. So flip over with me, if you will, to the book of Mark, chapter number 11, here this morning. And don't get too quiet on me, because I, I might have to go shake you up this morning. Amen? Shake you, man. Everybody's quiet. Verse number one. See, I told you, Joe said he was going to wake everybody up. Verse number one. And when they came nigh to Jerusalem unto Bethage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent forth two of his disciples, and then he said unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as ye be entered into it, you will find a colt tied, whereupon never man has set. Loose him and bring him. Everybody again say, Loose him and bring him. Strong may stay it. And if any man say unto you, Why do you, you do this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him. Underline that. The Lord hath need of him. Praise the Lord. Amen. And straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way and they found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met and they loose him, underline that. They found that coat tied at the door without in a place where two ways met. And certain of them that stood there said unto him, What do ye loosen the coat? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. Circle that, underline it, star it, put it to your memory. As you say what Jesus has commanded, the coat will be loosed. Amen. That's enough right there to send you home today. Amen. And they brought the coat to Jesus and cast their garments on him, underline that, and he sat upon him. Underline that. He sat on top of the donkey, on top of their clothes. Real important. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches off the trees and strawed them in the way. And they that went before and they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem, and Jesus entered into the temple. And when he had looked around about upon all things, and now eventide was come, and he left the temple, and he went out into Bethany, 
with the twelve. Father, let's read of your word anointed right now in the name of Jesus. Penetrate it. Open up the spiritual hearts right now that they'll receive. In Jesus' name, let it be done as we go forward into this that you penetrate each person and revelatory knowledge will begin to flow on the inside of them. I'll give you the glory for it all in the precious holy name of Jesus. And our church shouts out and say, Amen. Now, it's important for you to note, before I give you the title of my message today, it's important for you to note that in our text, it's taken place about five days before Jesus is actually crucified on the cross. It is the last week of the Savior's physical ministry before the cross here on the earth. And I want to focus a few minutes not on the, the, the fanfare. I want to focus this morning not on the parade. I, I don't want to focus on the big crowd. I don't want to focus on that there. I don't want to focus on what everybody else usually focuses on that brings all that attention. Today, I want to go forth in this story, and I want to show you something that many people have never seen in this story. Many people in this story have concluded, as I said, that Jesus is the star, but he is not the star of this story. In fact, he's not even the co-star of this story. He is a supporting role in this story. There is so much in this story for your benefit and your spiritual growth in your life. If you don't get it, you're going to miss what God has to do. I want to share with you that the star of this story is a jackass, a male cult. The Bible calls him an ass. Actually, he is the star, and the co-star is his mama. And Jesus is the supporting actor in this. And you need to understand that this donkey is put and inserted in this story as a symbol to show you that that is exactly what we are. So when God is talking about this little colt and he's talking about his mama, he is talking to you primarily and say, pay attention here because this is what's going to happen. I want you to realize now, I want you to see this is the last and the end of his ministry. This is toward the end of his ministry here on this earth. Are we not living in the end days? Amen. Are we not living in a period of time where people need to see that Jesus is Lord of lords and he is king of kings? Amen. How many of us are waiting right now for Jesus to re-enter into the starry skies and to come back and bring us home? Jesus is about to enter into the brand new Jerusalem and it's almost time for this type of dispensational ministry to be over with and there is some big role that the donkey has got to play in the end time ministry. I want you to look at your neighbor right beside of you here today. Smile at him real good, get their attention and say, untie me. The Lord has need of me. That's our problem in the church today is we are all tied up. Anybody's ever had called somebody on the phone and the wife answers the phone and says, can I speak to so-and-so? And in a few minutes she comes back and she says, I'm sorry, he can't talk to you right now. He's all tied up. Anybody ever had that happen before? I want you to look at your neighbor right beside of you and say, I've been all tied up. You see, when you're all tied up, you're in a bad situation, Amen. I want you to understand that these two donkeys were tied up on the outside of the door of the gate. They were also tied up at the end of the road where two ways met. In other words, they were right there at the fork of the road. And they were tied up outside the open door of the city. 
I want you to realize that there is a deep spiritual meaning about these two coats. It is very important that you grab a hold of this and some of us never see it, but this morning God has allowed me to come before you and to break open the bread of God so that you can see where your part and your role is in the end time ministry of the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Hebrew word there for tied means you're bound up. It means you're tied up. It means you're fastened up and you're fastened up with chains. We're singing a song a little later on this morning and it'll say break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There's an army that's rising up that'll be able to break every chain. There is an army in the house of Almighty God right now that God is anointing with a delivering Power that is able to break every chain not only in the Christian world but also in the world of the enemy out there and God can change it immediately. Amen. Now I want to share with you when you're all tied up everything you possess is tied up. Amen. Your time is tied up. Some of y'all are too tied up to show up on Sunday night. Some of y'all are too shy, tied up to show up on Monday to go out and go. Some of you are too tied up to come to church on Wednesday. Some of you are too tired up to come up to prayer on Thursday. Some of you are too tired up to show up at the house of God on the Sabbath meeting on Friday. And a lot of us are so tied up we can't even get to the house of God on Sunday morning. Oh, help us, Lord. Amen. When you're tied up, someone or something possesses your time. When you're tied up, someone or something possesses all of your talent. When you're tied up, someone or something possesses all of your abilities. When you're tied up, somebody or something possesses all of your gifts. When you're tied up, someone possesses every bit of your resources. When you're tied up, someone or something possesses all of your anointing. When you're tied up, someone or something possesses all of your influence. When you're tied up someone or something possesses every bit of your will and you're tied up someone or something is literally tied up your ability they've tied up your power when you're tied up your entire mind is tied up and when you're tied up someone or something holds possession of your emotions oh everybody say help me lord amen now that hebrew word also means to take possession of I want you to hear that. When you're tied up, that means that something is taking possession of you. You can throw up any excuse you want to throw up as to why you can't come to church. You can throw up that I ain't got the money. You can throw up and say I ain't got the time. You can throw up and say I don't feel good. You can throw anything you want to throw up. But the truth of the matter is you're so tied up that somebody or something has got control of your finances. Amen. You're so tied up that somebody or something has got control of your time. You're so tied up that somebody or something possesses your health. And God said, I want you to live in dominion. I want you to have control over your time. He said, redeem the time. He said, I want you to live in dominion and to be free enough to do what I want you to do. Am I helping anybody this morning? Amen. In other words, it means when you're tied up, someone or something possesses everything about you and possesses you. Ask your neighbor this morning. Does God possess you? Oh, y'all talk this morning. Look at him and say, does God really possess you? Turn to another and say, does Jesus really possess you? 
Oh, Lord, I feel the conviction tire of the Lord already hitting this morning. Because if the truth be known, no, he don't. If the truth be known, he does not possess your emotions. If the truth be known, he does not possess all of your money. If the truth be known, he does not possess all of your time. If the truth be known, he does not possess every bit of your resources. If the truth be known, he does not possess it. It's time for the church to stand up and confess to God that we have been holding on to the world and trying to hold on to God at the same time. And I want to tell you in 2022, that is not going to be able to cut the slack. God has got to have his church free and in control control in dominion, moving and bringing forward the word of God and making an effect in the city that we live in. Someone help us out and say amen. Amen. Another meaning for that word tithe up means it prevents you from standing upright. It prevents you from living victoriously. It prevents you from holding your temper in control. It prevents you from holding your life in control. Anytime you're tied up in this way, it prevents you from being able to stand and do all that you can do to stand. It prevents you from using the very armor of God from the helmet of salvation to the shoe of peace behind the shield of faith with the sword of the spirit. It prevents you from being victorious. Anytime you are tied up, the Bible, this word tells us that it means that you are put under the obligation to another. In other words, it holds you down just like the law holds you now. It means that when you're tied up, you're forbidden to go anywhere. If I tied you up right now and I carried you out like I do my dog on a wall, when you wanted to go yonder, I could jerk you right back where I wanted you to be. And what's going on in the church right now, and I want to get right poignant to you because you need to listen because the way you have accepted things right now is not righteousness. It's not. You can give any excuse you want to give to God of why you can't come and be fully possessed by God. You can do it all you want to do, but the truth of the matter is you are tied up and the devil is jerking you right where he wants you to be. And it's time for the church to get untied. Amen. It means that you are forbidden, you are prohibited, and you are declared in the the spiritual kingdom as being illegal. You are just like an illicit drug, an illegal drug. You are illegal in the house of God because you have allowed the devil to tie up your time. You have allowed the devil to tie up your finances. You have allowed the devil to tie up your health. You have allowed the devil to tie up your Bible study. You have allowed the devil to tie up your talents. You have allowed the devil to tie up your resources. You have allowed the devil to tie up everything that there is about you. And sin is in the camp. Help us, Lord. Amen. That word in the Hebrew means you are an outlaw. You are banned by the law. Thank God we don't live under the law anymore. Amen. Amen. Thank God we're under grace. Amen. Amen. Because if several one of us, as we are already saying, are tied up, the law says that you are not fitting for any good whatsoever, that God couldn't use you. You couldn't serve as a king. You couldn't serve as an ambassador. You couldn't come in and work for God without everything totally 100% set free and living the way God wants you to live. But thank God for grace. Amen. Amen. Now, it's easy to see now, as you put that there in perspective, it's easy for you to see that Jesus here, he's referencing these two two donkeys, and he's telling us that they're all tied up. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you didn't know you were a donkey, did you? 
Every one of us is tied up. And he's using that symbol of how sin that's in our lives will tie us up and make us unfit for the master's use. He's showing us that when sin ties you up, your talents cannot be used by God. When sin has tied you up, you will never ever be broken. If sin ties you up, nobody will ever be able to get to you. God is calling his church in this hour to get free and to get loose. Look at your neighbor and say, untie me. The Lord has need of me. Amen. Now, when sin has you tied up, it don't matter how well you can do anything. It don't matter how good you are. It don't matter how much skill you got in your life. It will not have the effect that you need in your life to succeed. It don't matter if you can preach and you can preach the glory of God down and you're one of the best in town. If you're tied up, you can stand up there and preach a good message and everybody clap and get happy and all that stuff, but it never will change nobody's life. If you're tied up, the lack of the knack and the skills that you have and the skills that you possess, they are literally tainted and God can't use them. When you're tied up, the anointing that God's got on your life is not effective and that's why he's saying the church has got to get free in 2022. Amen? Amen. When you're tied up, you live your life, all of your life, a lot lower than what your actual potential truly is. Help us, Lord. Everybody just say amen. Amen. When you're tied up in sin, you can't stand upright in righteousness. You can't stand and be in a good relationship with the Lord. So as Jesus was preparing for his last week of ministry before the cross, he sends two disciples over to a neighboring village because he has need of a tied-up jackass. He said, I got to have that jackass. I need it. And he found that there jackass tied up on the outside of the city at the gate. And he was at the end of a road in the fort where two ways met. The donkey was just an ordinary donkey. But the donkey there had woke up to a regular ordinary day. And it was not full grown. That little donkey that Jesus was going to ride on, it was a young foal. In fact, it said that no man had ever ridden on him. It said that no man at all had ever broken him. It had never participated in its purpose because a purpose purpose of a donkey is to be able to go out and let somebody ride them and to bear a load and to pull it through. You see, the reason why you are saved, everybody look at me and listen real good. The reason why you're saved is because Jesus needs you to bear a burden. Amen. Not a weight, a burden. A burden is given to you by the Holy Ghost. A burden is a weight that is laid on you by the Holy Ghost that you are able to bear under the strength of the Holy Ghost. A weight is a weight that the devil puts on you and you are not able to handle it. It is what causes you to be oppressed and depressed and possessed by the devil itself. But God said the reason why I have put you in this last end time ministry is because I need you to carry the burden of the cross. I need you to take up your cross and to carry it daily. I need you today to stand up and be able to carry the word to a lost and dying world. I need you today to be able to go in and raise up the word higher than any other thing that there is in the world today. I need you to bear the very word of God to a lost and dying world. You are my vehicle to carry a burden and hold it in your heart. And I'm here to tell you today, I'm beginning to wonder if any of you are buried at all, burdened at all here in this church at all, save a few. 
Some of y'all have children that are dying and busting hell wide open. You are literally sitting there allowing them to go and you're getting tied up in all of their mess when you need to be at the house of God on your knees praying for them so that they can get healed and saved. Nobody seems to be carrying a burden anymore. Amen. Save a few. Thank God for the few in this house that carries that burden. Thank God for a few in this house that realizes that the only way that the church is going to grow is for the church to get free and to go out and share with everybody that, hey, I'm free. Come look at my life. I was tied up on the outside at the fort and that place at the dead end road. I didn't have any purpose in life whatsoever, but God sent somebody along in my life to untie me. And when they untied me, I began to carry the word of Almighty God out into a lost and dying world and I've been the agent that has saved the whole city through Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Somebody in this house needs to say amen. Amen. So this donkey was just an ordinary donkey. He'd not been broken, never been ridden. He was young. Everybody look at all these children we got around here. Look at them right there. And look at them and say the Lord has need of you. No man had ever rode him. He was unbroken. That donkey was insignificant. No significance about him whatsoever. Even his owners thought that he was so insignificant that they carried him outside of the gate of the city and they tied him up for all day long. He was insignificant. Nobody paid any attention to him. But Jesus said, I have need of that insignificant donkey. I need him in my life. The Lord needs them. He said, I have need of these donkeys. Look at your neighbor right beside of you and say, the Lord needs you today. Amen. That one reality that the Lord needed these donkeys changed their significance and the status of that donkey in one day. The simple fact of the matter is when you begin to understand, Ben, that God really needs you, that no, not only do you need God, God needs you, that Jesus needs you, that you need to be active and proactive in the ministry of Almighty God in this day to help to try to save your children, help to try to save your family, help to try to save this world. When you began to realize that reality, your significance will change immediately. The status that you have in your life will change immediately. Jesus needed him and because Jesus needed these donkeys they began to become significant mm -hmm. smile at that right beside me and say the Lord needs you you are significant amen this donkey turned out to be a special donkey everybody just say I'm special in the eyes of God Oh, you got to believe that now. It's not just because you've been placed here in Blamer, North Carolina by your mama and your daddy. It's not that God placed you here and put you across my path because you are a special donkey. Lib is a special donkey. She might hee-haw every now and again, but she's still a special donkey. Nikki is a special donkey. This church is a special donkey. It wasn't ability. It wasn't about the ability of the donkey. It was because Jesus was about to use them coats to bring glory to himself and God is about to use living water worship center and all these donkeys in here to bring some glory to himself can anybody get with me this morning on this? God is about ready to break loose and untie every one of us because he is aching to have some glory brought to himself in the doors of this church and outside in this city God is ready to do something now, men had written off all of these donkeys because of their present status. They were tied up. They were unbroken. One had just had a baby, and she was trying to wean the child, the donkey. 
and everybody had written them off. Susan, they had took that donkey and carried them out and tied them up. Look at your neighbor and say, who tied you up? They carried them out there. They weren't, they weren't interested whatsoever in them. They looked at their prison status and they said, you know, that donkey there, and he ain't been broken. There ain't no man ever rode him. He ain't never been able to go out there and to carry anything on his back, nothing like that there at all. He ain't never been able to do anything like that, and he's not important. I know here in the sound of my voice there's been a whole lot of you that the world has told you you're not important. Your children has told you you're not important, and you've got the feeling in your life that you're not really important, but I got news for you. When God unlooses you, when God unties you, you're the special donkey in this end time ministry. And God is ready to use Thelma Worm. God is ready to use Tina. God is ready to use Trevor. God is ready to use Living Water Worship Center because he's going to bring some glory on himself. Amen. I want everybody to realize that everybody out there might not think that you are significant because they are looking at your present status. But everybody holler out and say, but. Say it like you mean it. Say, but. God is relocating you in 2022. God is going to take you off of that hitching post and he's going to bring you into the ministry of Almighty God. It don't matter how remote that you are and that place that you've been hiding at. It don't matter how far you got away from the open door of the kingdom of Almighty God and the ministry of God. And it don't matter where you've been hiding at. It don't matter what fork of the road you have saw yourself in and you're standing in. It don't matter how many knots that you got tied up on the inside of you. It don't matter how it is your status is about to change because God has remembered you in 2022 and he says Jesus has need of you. Jesus has got to use you here in 2022. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, untie me. The Lord has need of me. Amen. Nobody noticed that donkey. That donkey was set out there tied up. He was all insignificant. Yes. He had never took part of his purpose. He was all tied up. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever even noticed him. You see, when you're all tied up in life, they don't nobody notice you. Right. When you got an addiction that's holding you down and you can't overcome that addiction, uh-huh. nobody notices you. They think that you ain't nothing but a drunk or a crackhead right. or you're stupid and you ain't never going to be able to be used. Nobody looked at them because they were all tied up. Nobody even noticed it that they could even be an asset to them. And the potential of that donkey was sitting there just wasting away because it was all tied up. It was tied all up. And the potential that that donkey it can become was not being realized. They went. Nobody believed that that donkey could be useful. Just like there's a whole lot of people don't believe that you can be useful. Like a whole lot of people that don't believe that Nikki can be useful. There's a whole lot of people that believe the Living Water Worship Center is just a hole in the wall. A little crowd of people that's lost their ever-loving mind. But I got news for you. As soon as Living Water Worship Center can get untied and we start untying some of these knots and we began to be brought back to Jesus like we're supposed to be brought back to Jesus. Jesus said, I'll use you to exalt the word of Almighty God above everybody else and usher in the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords in a parade that'll get the attention of the world and wake the world up where everybody's saying what in the world is going on and living water worship center we might be insignificant in the eyes of the world right now but you're that special donkey in God's eyes and Jesus said I need you in 2022 everybody say untie me now 
Your season of being tied up, Jesus told me to come tell you that although you've been tied all up, you are a divine product of a divine selection. The Lord has need of you. The season that you've lived in your life of being all tied up in all these sins and all tied up in these addictions and tied up in all these strongholds and all this stuff, your season of being tied up is over. And I want everybody in this house to ask the Lord right now, say, untie me, Lord. I know you need me. So that donkey woke up on an ordinary day. Today you woke up on an ordinary day. He was tied up on the outside of the gate. He was out there in the fork of the road at the end of the road. He was out there by day's end. He began to realize and understand that he literally didn't have no purpose whatsoever. I mean, even here right lately, you've realized in your life and you got to the point where really, I'm not living my purpose, Amen. I'm not doing everything that the Lord tells me to do. I'm not out there pursuing what God's got me to do. I'm not out there bringing the glory of Almighty God. I'm not changing anybody's mind in my city. I'm not changing anybody's attention. I've got everybody out. I'm jumping into those things out there that everybody's drumming about that's wrong. And now I'm tied up into politics. And I'm tied up into the television. And I'm tied up into sleeping. And I'm tied up of being lazy. And I'm tied up into this addiction. And I'm tied up into this here poverty. And I'm tied up into this sickness. And in this infirmity, but my God said for me to come tell you in 2022, I'm sending some disciples in your life to untie you and to bring you and parade you in front of everybody. And they're going to see that the word of God is riding and resting upon you. And you're going to carry the burden of Almighty God and change this nation in the power of Almighty God. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. That day, the donkey went out there. He woke up ordinary. The owner come grabbed him. Grabbed Tre- Thomas right by. Oh, I'm sorry, it's Trevor. I can't even call my own child. Right. Trevor's name. Called him right up there, brought up there, put that there tie around his neck, carried him to the hitching post and tied him up just like every other day that he had lived the rest of his life. Ain't some of y'all tired of getting up and living them ordinary days? Amen. Ain't you tired of being tied up? Ain't you tired of sitting there and not never having nothing? Ain't you tired of having to worry about where your next meal is coming from or where your next money is coming from? Ain't you worried, tired of worrying all up and being tied up the very same way every day? I tell you what, when I was working in the public and working for another man, I got tired of working for the other man. I got to see how much money was coming in that business on a daily basis. And I looked at the Lord and I said, Lord, I'm making all this money for him. You need to let me keep some of this money. I'm tired of being tied up by somebody else. I'm ready to be delivered by the power of Almighty God. Amen. Amen. This donkey woke up as a regular ordinary day. The owners grabbed him, Jack, carried him out there on the outside and the post, put him right there in the place at the end of that fort, right at the end of that road where he'd always been and tied him up right there on the outside in the fork at the end of the road. There's some of y'all under the sound of my voice right now. You're at the end of the line. Bless him, Lord. You have come to a dead end in life. You come to a dead end in your children's life. You come to a dead end with your grandchildren. You come to a dead end in your marriage. You come to a dead end in your health. You're at the very end of the road. Someone help us, amen. You've been tied all up and you sit there tied all up. You've been waiting for somebody to care and pay enough attention to you to unloose you and to come and untie you. And you sit there and day after day after day after day, your owner has been carrying you and tying you up on the hitching post when you're supposed to be the one that's bearing the burden of the word of Almighty God and exalting and lifting up Jesus higher than any other person that there is in this world. And here you are hee-hawing and sitting there like a little old donkey having you a hee-haw moment in your life sitting there at that hitching post 
most tied all up just waiting for somebody to come loose you. Someone in this house smile at me because you know I'm talking to you this morning. Amen. Tied up outside the gate at the fork of the road at the end of the road. He woke up this day though and this day was an ordinary day, but Janice, by the end of the day, he began to realize his destiny. I don't know about you. You might have got up this morning and said you were coming to church and it was just going to be ordinary. But if you'll pay attention to Almighty God, by the end of this day, you'll start stepping into your destiny. If you'll rise up that the ordinary day now is going to change. Your status is going to change. The very of your life is going to change. What God is going to use you to do is going to change. No more are you going to be standing out there tied up at the hitching post. No more are you going to have people walk by you and not paying you any no more are you going to sit there broke, busted, and disgusted, tied all up in them finances, tied up in all of that drama in your family, tied up in all that mess that's going out in the church, tied up in what Biden's doing in the way of the White House and what the Congress is doing. My God said, I set you free on the cross of Calvary, and I want to set you free and allow you to live in freedom. God said, I want you, and it's time for the church to be untied. Everybody say, untie me, Lord. I know you need me in 2022. Amen. So that day, that donkey reached his destiny. Just like today, you can reach your destiny. That donkey, by the end of the day, exalted Jesus above all the people as Jesus crawled up on his back and began to walk with him. That day, it introduced the Savior to Jerusalem and the world. That is your job. You are to introduce the Savior to the world. That's right. You are the one that people are supposed to see Jesus in you. You are the only Bible that some people have yes. ever read in That's their right. life. God has put that burden on you, yes. and the yes. devil has tied you up. He's got you so tied yes. up that your, everything that you possess is held up by yes. that financial problem that you got yes. in your life. Yes. Everything is holding you up because of that problem that's in your family. Yes. That health problem is literally ruling you. On Monday, you're going yes. to the doctor. Yes. On Tuesday, you're going to the and on Wednesday, you're running out yeah. to go get medicine at That's the pharmacy. The and on Thursday, you can't even get up Bless because you're laying in the bed. Right. And on Friday, you're sitting over there and you're saying, I need to get on back to the emergency room. And on Bless Saturday, you're saying, well, I can't eat. And on Sunday, you say, I can't get up out of my recliner to get to church. It's time for you to get untied. God already untied you because the reason why you need to get untied is the Lord has need of you in 2022. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got a prophetic destiny. Then slap that beside me and say, untie me. The Lord has need of me. Amen. Then ask him right beside him. You say, what is it in you that needs untied? Anybody ever been tied up in knots? Amen. Some of you want to throw your hands up right now and say, I'm tied up in knots right now. What is it in your life this morning that is limiting your freedom? What is it in your life now that is preventing you from walking in your full potential? What is it in your life and the knots that's in your life that is distracting you from your destiny? What is it that has got you so tied up that they own your possession? He possesses you. You're supposed to be 100% fully the Holy Ghost is, and now the devil's got you tied up. What needs to be released within you? What in you needs to be let go? What inside of you needs to be untied? What inside of you needs to be released and untied and let go so that you can join into the triumphant work of life just like this donkey did and begin to go out and be in full participation of what God has for you in your life? What is it that's tied you up, church? Is it your temper? 
Is it that you hate somebody? Is it that you're holding a grudge at this one? Is it that you're looking at the life of everybody else and you feel like they're a hypocrite, but you're the one tied up just like they are? Jesus! When are you going to get tired of being tied up? My wife, every time we ride around, she'll see a dog and she'll slow the car almost down to stop because it bothers her to see a, a dog on the outside tied up. And I want to tell you as a pastor, it bothers me when I see you all tied up. It bothers me when I see your time all tied up. It bothers me when I see your finances all tied up. It bothers me when your bank account's all tied up. It bothers me when your health is all tied up because you ain't got to live tied all up. Never holler out and say, untie me. The Lord has need of me. Amen. Yes, amen. What is it that's tying you up? How are you tied up? What's tying you down? What's holding you back? What's holding down your possessions? What's holding back you? Is it your possessions? Is it the money that you do, God? Is it that job that you're working? Is that what's holding you back? Is it your health? Is it your addictions? Is it your compulsions? Is it your emotions? Is it that past sin that's in your life? Is it depression that is holding you down? Is it the baggage from that other relationship that you were in? That's by, oh my God, I'm preaching pretty good at this. What is it that's tying you down? What's holding you back? You've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. You have got Jesus living on the inside of you. You've got the mind of Jesus Christ. You've got the power of Jesus Christ. You can walk in the power and the freedom of God. What is it that's got you tied all up? So many today find yourself at the end of the road tied up at that hitching post. Can't get married again because of what that man done to you 25 years ago. Can't start another relationship because of what happened five years ago. Bless him, God. Possessed by the cords of distress. You ain't had a day of peace in months. Oh my you can't get any type of relief whatsoever because you tied all up on the inside in knots. Amen. Turn to your neighbor right beside you and say, but Jesus said this. Loose them and bring them to me. Now notice there, he didn't say bring them to me and I'll loose them. He said, loose them and bring them to me. Oh, he said, you got a job. You've been called to loose them. You need to learn how to untie Susan. You need to know how to untie Tim. You need to know how to untie Angie. You need to be able to walk up to Nicky and pat him on the head and say, I'm going to untie you now. You ain't going to be held down by these cords of the prison anymore. I'm going to bring you out. And here's how I'm going to bring you out. I know where you can get your deliverance at. Your deliverance is at the altar in the church of Almighty God. And I'll introduce you to the Savior, the King of Kings the Lord of Lord that died for your sins. I'm ready for somebody in this house that will let somebody be saved under their power. Amen. You ain't never going to reach the world tied up like you been. Amen. That's beautiful. Yes. That's right. Your time got you tied up. Mm. Oh Lord. How many just hate being tied up? I tell you right now, my dog loves me to death because I'll carry him out and I'll tie her up and she'll run around and she'll, we'll jerk her on her and she'll... She'll all this stuff, and then she'll come in there and she'll jump up and she'll lick me all over the face. If I was to take Angie right now and throw her in my trunk, ride her around all day long, by the time at the end of the day, and I threw that trunk up, she'd be out ready to kill me. But Bria would just jump up and love me like she'd never loved me before. That dog ain't tied up. Although we try to tie her up, she's ready to go. 
And I'm telling you, I'm tired of seeing you sitting there like an old tied up doll that don't never move. I'm ready for somebody to have some gumption like Bria does and pull Tina all over the yard because she wanted to try to find something. Somebody needs to get untied in this house. The Lord's preaching pretty good this morning, amen? Yes, he is. Tied up because you don't know your purpose. Tied up because you're possessed by the cords of distress. But Jesus said, loose them. Everybody holler out and say, loose them. Say it again, say, loose them. Say it one more time, say, loose them. That word loose in the Hebrew and in the Greek, it means break it. It means break every chain. Wreck it. Crack it open. Break it asunder. Shatter it in so many minute fragments that it can't put it back together again. Untie. It means to untie, to release, and destroy the cords that are holding you there. God said, I have anointed living water worship center and every one of you donkeys under my sound of my voice right now to go out and pull off them cords that are holding you and tie them up and to burn them up into ashes to where they can't be put together again. I have called you to destroy everything that's tying you up and get it broken down that nobody ever be able to put together that puzzle again in other words and Janice God says I'm coming to 100% deliver you in 2022 because I'm going to untie you I'm sending somebody that knows how to untie you to lose you and to let you go and bring you to me and when I bring you back in front of me I'm going to use you to exalt the love of almighty God the word of God the king of kings and save your entire city Thank you, Lord. Oh my God, can I preach this to Hold your hand up and say, Untie me. The Lord has need of me. The Lord has need of me. Amen. Praise God. Now, I want to tell you, when you start loosening some people, it's always going to be challenged. If I'm over there working on Tim, getting Tim unloosed, Tina's going to say, What are you doing trying to unloose Tim? He needs to be held under control. Just like the owners of this coat run up to him and said, why are you unloosing that coat? Why is it that you're unloosing this coat? Every time that you go to move and lose somebody and you begin to get them to the point where you can bring them to Jesus, live, you better realize that the devil's going to send somebody to ask you, why are you doing what you're doing? And here's your answer. The Lord needs them. The Lord needs John Hargrave. The Lord needs Ben Todd. The Lord needs Susan Shipman. The Lord needs Nikki. The Lord needs Carrie. The Lord needs Katrina. The Lord needs Living Water Worship Center. The Lord needs Stan Braddy. The Lord needs Mary Braddy. The Lord needs Tim Sheely here in this house. God said, I'm ready to use you. Yes, amen. Praise God. And yeah, he'll challenge you. He'll come against you. He'll challenge you. That's good. Amen. But let me share something with you. Need always surpasses the challenge. If you know that living water needs you, it don't matter how much the devil challenges you to stay away, you're going to get your butt up out of that bed and you're going to be in this pew because you know we need you. If you know that the Lord needs you out there on the front lines and you really truly know it, you ain't going to give in to every little wind of doctrine that flies by your way. Don't feel good today, and you don't need to go over there and be a drab on the service. No, what you need to do is get up and go on to the church, sick or not, and let God heal you in the middle of the church and prove to everybody that He's still a God that can heal you. Oh, God, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. 
this week I was told that Stan's brother was laying up there on a vent ready to go out and, and Stan called me he said I'm going to go see him I got to get up there to see him I got to get him so he's waiting to see me and his church started praying and we started praying and we started praying and said Lord show Stan that you're a still God and you can still resurrect people and it's right down in the very dead and that boy was taken off the vent and he's still a breathing today when they gave up on him last week my God can still use anybody if we'll just get untied amen and every time loosing starts happening it's going to be challenged turn to your neighbor right here beside him and say untie me the Lord needs me let me share something with you a donkey my daddy had one and I never really used that donkey there's one thing I always remembered about that donkey, Bill. I'd go out to talk to Billy, that's what we called him. <laughs> and he'd smile real big. And I'd start patting him on the back, and I got to notice him. There's a cross on this donkey's back. So I go to the horse farm at Stanley Durkin's, and I walk through there, and he's got 10 little donkeys around in there. And I go patting the head of each one of these donkeys. And soon I found out every one of the donkeys had a cross in their fur on their back. So I went to the encyclopedia. We didn't have internet and stuff like that or the phone or nothing like that. So I went to the encyclopedia, Nikki, and I pulled up what a donkey was. And they had pictures, John, of all the donkeys in there. And they said every donkey has a cross embedded into their fur. So if you're a donkey, that means you got the cross on you. And God inserted you into this story because he's letting you know you're covered by the cross. And what the devil's trying to do is take you as the burden of bearer from Almighty God and tie you up in the cross and keep the cross from working in your life. That's right. Old people over in the ancient world, they would go and pluck the hairs out of the cross of these donkeys and they would put it into a tea and make you drink it and they say that it would cure cancer, that it would cure any type of diabetic problem, any type of drug problem, any type of heart problem. Now I don't know about that so don't be running out yard and go get you a bunch of donkey hair. I don't know about that. But that's what they say. But I thought it was significant Thelma that there was a donkey uh, every one of the donkeys has a cross in their back fur. It blows my mind. The things are that way. And one thing that I read this, I began to ask, I said, Holy Spirit, Jesus sent them disciples after two donkeys. One was the mother and one was the boy, an unbroken jackass. And I said, Lord, why did you need two? Lord, you want so big and fat that you had to have two to carry you around. Why is it that there were two donkeys? Lord, why didn't you get a full-size donkey? One that already had established its purpose, that knew what it meant to carry something and to carry things forth. Why is it that you went and you got a hold of a colt that was unbroken, that no man had ever used, that was tied up, that had never fulfilled its purpose? Why is it, Lord, that you got a specific coat? 
Why is it that you got the coat, which was the mama, and you got the baby that was the jackass? That's what we call them, a jackass. They're male. Yeah. Why is it, Lord, that you got two? You only rode on one. You rode on the little unbroken donkey. What about the mama? What was the mama doing? Why was it that the mama had to be in that? But, Lord, why is it that you had to have two donkeys as you made your triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Why two? And why was it that you had to come crawling on the back of one that was unbroken, that had never been saddled, that had never walked in its purpose whatsoever? What is the mystery of this unbroken, unsaddled coat, Lord? Tell me about it. And I found out, as I studied in the Scripture, that these two coats was not just randomly selected. As you read in Matthew, a prophet 500 years earlier, he shared that Jesus one day in his triumphal entry, 500 years before it ever happened, Jesus would come riding down the streets in Jerusalem on the back of a coat, and he would begin to show everybody that he is the Messiah, that he is the King of kings, and he is the Lord of lords. And I thought I had discovered it, and God said that ain't the reason why. Why is it that Jesus went and got them two coats and he rode into Jerusalem on the back of these two coats sitting up there on the cross? And God told me to turn to Genesis chapter number 49. Will you turn over there with me right quick and let me show you what the scripture tells you about this. Everybody's so quiet here tonight. Look at that right beside me and say, Untie me. The Lord has need of me. Genesis chapter 49, verses 10 and 11. When you have that tonight, say, or this morning, say amen. amen. This is the prophecy of Jacob as he's laying his hands on Judah, which is the tribe that Jesus come from. And he's blessing him for his life. I'll read verse 8. It says, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren has shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down, he couches as a lion, and as an old lion who shall rouse him up. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from beneath his feet, until Shiloh, the anointed one, comes. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Look at verse 11. Binding his soul unto the vine, and his ass's coat unto the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine, and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes shall be red with wine, and his teeth white with milk. Binding his soul unto the vine, and his ass's coat unto the choice vine. This prophecy here is what made it necessary for this donkey and this coat to be under Jesus as he walked into the cross into the city of Jerusalem. This prophecy is the whole Bible in one line. He tied his coat to the vine and the ass's coat to the choice vine. Everybody just holler and say, I'm tied up. 
Now, I'm not talking about being tied up by the devil. you got to realize and understand. Although you need to be untied from the devil, you're tied up in a prophecy with God. Now, I want you to just raise your hand and say, Lord, show me where I'm tied up at for you. You see, a lot of us are tied up by the enemy, but God has tied you up. Chip, what are you talking about? That one in line is the total Bible in one prophecy. These two donkeys represent the old and the New Testament. The coat, the mama, represents the old covenant. The new little foal, the jackass donkey, represents the new covenant. As I just told you, donkeys have a cross embedded into their hairs in their back. And just as the donkey gave birth to that coat that represents the Old Testament, just as that woman, that donkey, gave birth to her little coat, the Old Testament birthed the New Testament. And the Old Testament is pregnant with all types of prophecies that literally bring life to the pages of the New Testament. And God was sharing with us that in these two donkeys, he was literally at that hour starting the process to where the old covenant was going to be wiped away and the new covenant was coming into place. In other words, their child was told that their foe was tied all up under the laws of the old covenant. And by the birth that it came out of its mother, the God said, Jesus said, I'm sending some disciples in a brand new covenant to go grab you and to untie you from all that the old covenant would hold you down and the law and the judgment. And I'm going to set you free in a brand new covenant. Amen. He said he tied the donkey to the vine of the old covenant. And he tied the coat to the choice vine. Just push that right beside of you. Wake him up this morning and say, you are the choice vine. Oh, y'all will get me in a minute. You are the choice vine. The coat, the new covenant of Christ is for the choices of God's people. The true covenant is for you and me called the church of Jesus Christ. And this, co- this little coat that was put up under Jesus as he walked through Jerusalem. God was telling you, this is the way that I'm going to usher the kingdom of Almighty God back into the church. I'm going to have me a bunch of people that literally have been tied up and have been set free by the cross. And they've been set free by the cross and they're going to lift up the word of Almighty God and exalt the King of Kings above every other person that there is in the world. And these people are going to enter into the city and they're going to cause the people in the city to pay attention and begin to question and say, what is that? Who is this. What's happening? I know Stan Braddock from 20 years ago, but I don't know that Stan Braddock of 2022. I knew Betty Ratley back there 50 years ago. But Lord, I don't know this Betty Ratley that I knew right now. What in the world happened to you? You got untied from the old covenant and you got tied into the very new covenant of Almighty God, the grace and the blood and the power of the Holy Ghost to set you free. Yes, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Everybody, I say, untie me. The Lord has need of me. The cold never had been saddled. The new covenant comes into play only with Jesus riding the donkey on the cross. He's bearing, he's testifying right there, I'm fixing to go to the cross. And while he was there, 
They brought these donkeys there. And they realized this donkey ain't never wore a saddle. So we got to make a saddle for Jesus. Amen. Turn, turn to your neighbor outside and say, you got to make a throne for Jesus. So all the disciples <laughs> said, what are we going to do? They said, we ain't got no saddle. Mm -hmm. They said, well, what we can do is we can take our garments off and we can make a saddle for it. So they took the garments off and they put it on the back of the donkey. <laughs> and Jesus climbed up on top of the garments, sitting on the cross. The word of God and the donkey carried Jesus on the cross through the city. Lord, I love this. Through the city. Exalted above the head of everybody else. Amen. And everybody was shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna to the Son of the living God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Now we got here. Oh, God. So now we know the donkey has a cross in his back. And Jesus is going to sit on the cross. And the donkey is going to start. Carrying Jesus through the cross on the cross. Praise God. But it would never work. That's right. If they didn't have a garment on. That's right. That's right. He couldn't have stayed on that unbroken donkey. That's right. Without a garment. That's right. That's right. There was a man in the Bible that followed a man all of his life. Right. And the day that he was going to die. He looked at me and said, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, I want to have a double portion of your glory. Yes, Lord. I want to have a double portion of your And he said, all right, that's a hard thing. But if you see me when I'm lifted up, then you'll get what I have. And you'll get your Oh, thank you, Lord. Yes, that's Is your mantle, your mantle, amen, your anointing, everything, amen. your ministry, everything. your power, your glory, yes. your equipment, yes, your tool, yes, your victory, yes, your deliverance. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Everything that God yes. has given to you, and He's embedded it in the back of the donkey. Thank you, Lord. Are y'all with me this morning? Yes. Say amen. amen. It would have never worked, Angie, 
If they hadn't have took off their mantle right. and laid it on the cross. God, I thank you, Lord. Thank you. Jesus would have never been able to ride that broken down donkey without the mantle laid on the cross. God, I thank you. In other words, if we're going to make this city pay attention to what God is doing in our life, Carrie, if God is going to use us to save this city, we have got to get untied. And when we get untied, we have got to be brought to Jesus. Right. And when we go to Jesus, we got to strip off everything. We got to give it all to him. Just like he stripped everything away. That's why I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Jesus. Everything I got in my life, I surrender it to him. You got to take the mantle off and you got to lay it on the cross. You got to be there because Jesus, the Lord and the Savior, that paid your price, that brought you out of the very despair that you were in. Uh, he literally will set down on your anointing. He'll set down on you and he will bless you and you'll be able to carry him through the cross. Carry him on the cross through the city of Jerusalem and get everybody's attention. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. Everybody holler and say, untie me, Lord. I know you need me. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Amen. Thank you, God. Trevor, go there and play me a little soft song. Turn it down, kind of low, and play this song. I don't know what you're tied up with today. I don't know what you let the devil tie you up with. But God this morning is wanting you to cast down your mantle just like Elijah did to Elisha so Jesus can take a ride on it. Jesus is ready to take your anointing and your mantle and sit down on it and to use you to exalt the Word of God yes, in your life. God. Thank you, Lord. I don't know where you're tied up at. I don't know what it is that has got you tied up. Thank you, Father God. But this church is tied up. Yes. It might have been just an ordinary day for you. You might have thought that you were going to come to church and spend an hour or two, mm -hmm. and you were going to go home, and everything was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And my God said, I'm sending my disciple today yes, yes, to lose you yeah. and to bring you to Jesus. Because yes. Jesus needs you in 2022. Yes, he does. Amen. Jesus needs this church yes. in 2022. Yeah. He needs every one of you. Yes, he does. Yes. He's been telling you that for a long time. Yes, amen. He's showing out his glory yes, he is. in your life in this yes. past week because of that. He's not happy with you being tied up. He's not happy with you being at that hitching post. Yeah, that's true. He's not happy with you being at the end of the road, tied up on the outside of the very kingdom that he wants you to be in. And you might have thought this was just going to be another ordinary day, but today, 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 you're going to stick with your destiny. Because I know you're tired of being tied up. I know you're tired of your children tied up. I know you're tired of themselves when you're all tired of Now, 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 this, this donkey was unbroken. No man had ever rode him. He was wild. It don't matter how wild you are. You, you might come give your heart to the Lord today and say, Lord, untie me. And immediately you go back out there and the challenge come in your life while the untying is trying to happen. But all you got to remember in your life, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. 
All you got to remember in your life is the Lord has need of you. The Lord needs you. Just reach over to that person outside real quietly in their ear. Those of you here today, 
God said today, your status can change. Today, your life can change. The Lord has need of you. The Lord has need of you. Angels, the Lord has need of you. Stand, the Lord has need of you. Nikki, the Lord has need of you. Ben, the Lord has need of you. I wonder if you hear the Holy Spirit talking to you. If you hear him talking to you right now, you need to move. This is the day God wants to untie there shouldn't be a single person in this house you know, Father, sitting on the pew. You should be in the Oh, soul. God, you know. Being God, 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 you know God. You know God. You know what to do. God, you know. Hey, hey, God. Yes. Father, in this hour right now, I stand above your children. They have honestly come from a broken heart. No, God in this hour right now. Yes, Right now, Lord God. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. I ask you, Lord, as his hands have rose unto your glory. You know what to do, God. Father, as he has stepped out of his purpose. God, that you would grab him and you would pull him back into the purpose. Father, right now make the cross real in his life. Destroy, Lord God, all of the knots that's on the inside. Untie them. 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 Untie in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hey, hey, God. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Yes, Lord Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, God. Hey, God. There's the power of God right here, right now. I can set you free. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Yes. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, Yes, God. 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 Yes, I loose him, Lord God, from oppression. I loose him, Lord God, from obsession. I loose him from everyone that can come. I loose him from all of the top generation curses in his life, all the word curses that have been said in every side. Father, I loose him from the power of God. Father, I loose him from not being able to live his life to form his life. I loose him. Untie him from the hills, crown of his hill to the sands. 